Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoking mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter. And I'm Terry Carter. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm smiling behind the mic today <laughs> yes, because I are. we got a mega dose of vitamin D oh. over the last few days. My gosh, it was well needed, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The last time we chatted, we were an hour away from leaving for our uh, shows in Southwest Florida. Mm-hmm. And... Tuning back in with you now, we're just back. Yeah. Yeah, so we're nice and Glad to be back to yeah. able to talk to our listeners, yeah. but also a little Absolutely. sad that we came back to gray, wet, mm. snowy weather. I do think, you know, I am very introspective when it comes to everything, and I do think that this trip specifically had opened a lot of... um doors for us. And I think what it mainly did was it gave us a very clear vision on where our future, where we want to be in the future. Yeah. We like sunshine. We are different people. (laughs) Physically. Yeah. You know, mentally. I mean, well, there's a reason why almost the entire world heads to warmer climates. I mean, that's just, you're right. Um, you know, it's no secret that I struggle with anxiety and day one and two, we were pretty tired from travel, but day one and two, I mean, I was like checking my Apple watch and watching my heart rate and got myself a little freaked out. And by day three, I think my Apple watch battery died. I didn't put it back on. I was just happy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, a part of, part of that goes along with, you know, we're not under the gun on a time schedule so much. I mean, we did play. We did we work. We were working, though. Yeah, we were. Yes. But, but it's still. I think you're giving. I don't think. I think you're like doing what we always do. Like, oh, but it couldn't have been that good. Of, to, it couldn't be that good to be true. <laughs> you know. Um, no, I'm not saying that. But I mean, like how we've been discussing that. Um, say, okay. Say right now we had the opportunity to go mm-hmm. and live there, mm-hmm. and it's it would be different because we're we're going to be working five six days a week. Uh-huh. So and and granted they're not our work schedule. It's not like we're pulling sixteen hour days. So, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be. We're not just going to be able to lounge around like we no. did on those days. Right. Well, that we had off. We well right, but we had days off just like normal people have days off. I think that. It's okay to find the joy in living your purpose in a beautiful place and not being like, oh, but don't get your hopes up because it's going to, the other shoes are going right, to fall. Right. I 100% agree. I yeah. do. I do. I mean, if I've got to work and do whatever it is, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a better place than right? to, you know, not walk out my door and freeze to death and slip on the ice, you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather walk out yes. and go, wow, it's really hot today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. And um, we did have some travel changes. And yeah. the last time we talked, we were going to go from Florida to Minnesota. We were going to go to the um, Midwest CMOs, the Country Music Awards. And due to some travel changes on um, our end and our itinerary and then some weather weather related, uh, you know, the the forecast just did not look promising for us to get home. And we had we have to get home. And not to mention 
it just it didn't line up. It, the, mm-hmm. the stars did not align as far as timing wise. We would have been we played, we got back. I mean, even if and we didn't really hang around that much because they mm-hmm. roll everything up by ten o'clock there anyway. Mm-hmm. My kind of people. Yeah, and so we got back to the house at, at a decent hour, but we were still going to have to be forced to get up by like two thirty in the morning, and be on a flight. I'm sorry. I just realized that my phone was like um voice like picking oh, up everything gosh. we've said from the very beginning. Well. So, I mean, I guess that's like closed captioning. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. So, so did I not know, align. I'm, t- I'm tired now. And oh, absolutely. So I can't imagine flying out at 6 a.m. to be landing with, yeah, with a layover and, and then with a layover. Yeah, and then it we had a little delay and all that stuff. Mm. So um which leads us into uh, what I want, what we were going to talk about today. Right. We were well, going to talk about regrets and trusting your gut and going, making a decision and going forward without any regrets. Okay. So um, I know that there is something that you really want to get off your chest. You know, I, and it's to some people it won't, really be that big of a deal i mean it, in the in the actual moment to me it, it looking back it's obviously i've carried it with me this many years um you know me i don't like anybody mad i always want to try to make sure that i say and do the right things and mm-hmm. don't offend anybody and i just want people to like me you know mm-hmm. bottom line and um it would have been 1995 Whew, you've been holding this a long time <laughs> oh I, I, I was a junior in high school i think about uh, uh, Oddly enough, I think about it quite often. Oh, gosh. Well, let's get it off your chest. Um, let's talk it out. So I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Don't mm-hmm. hold it against me. <laughs> um, so uh, we um, had the opportunity to go to a, a football game. The Bears were playing mm-hmm. Cowboys here at home. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll kind of paint the picture. My, my father had just passed in 94. So... I think at the time it was literally just it was it wasn't even a year okay so i was i was you know i think i was 31 at the time so you're young and you're mourning the loss of your father mm-hmm. so yeah and started drinking a lot um let me just say that i feel like everybody who loses somebody that close to them should have like a whole year of forgiveness for the things they do well that that's a great yeah but um so anyway i was battling those demons and uh, they were hitting me pretty good and um we went to this football game and my buddy and myself and actually my ex-wife was there and the cowboys were losing gee there's a surprise and i was just this It, I was just this belligerent dumbass that you see at a sporting event that you just want to push down a flight of stairs. I mean, he, I was, I was drunk. Was, was it Jerry? Your uh, alter ego? Your we, Jerry to the 10th power. So, wow. I was looking to fight. Ooh, wow. Jerry, for those of you, <laughs> I don't think we've ever introduced Jerry. Thankfully, um, we kind of teased Terry about this sort of alter ego that he used to get. Um, 
if he, you know, drank certain types of alcohol or certain things, mixed certain things, he kind of turned into Jerry and Jerry's just not as fun loving as Terry really is. <laughs> so um, if you hear us say Jerry, that's who we're talking about. Yeah. So, so Jerry to the 10th power. Yeah. I shot Jerry. Jerry no longer with us. <laughs> um, Poor Jerry. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I was just that guy. I was just, you know, someone you just want to look at and just mm-hmm. say, shut up and mm-hmm. sit down and watch the game. You, mm-hmm. you know, and and I just. Were you using pro, like profanity? Oh, I was, I want to, I was, one thing that comes to mind, I was like, I want to see bones coming through the legs. You know, you just like break, oh. the, break their, you know, break their bones and just beat the hell out of these guys. And, and but in the same. Well, you so, forgot part of the story. Well, um, what's that? Who was... Well, at the same token, I still had a shred of decency in me because... And what's the most mortifying thing about this is there was probably like a six-year-old boy sitting next to me with his father. And I'm going to guess it was probably their first football game, first experience, and now they got this giant asshole sitting next to him. And I was that guy. And But the the little boy... I I had a pair of binoculars... And it was like a light switch. It was weird because I remember doing it. I'm being belligerent, standing up and yelling and blah, 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 fans and this and that and the team and just going off. And then I I would like go into another body or something and I would become this caring person. I'd sit down and I gave, the, you know, I'd talk really sweet to the little boy. They never, ever, I know those two never felt threatened by me. Mm-hmm. Because I treated this little boy like go. I'm like, I'm like, hey, buddy, take my my uh, binoculars. I let him use my binoculars mm-hmm. the whole game, and I it, I doubt if I'll ever get the opportunity because now that boy's a grown man. Um, but I would like to say that you know if I ever had the chance, to, the father and him, how sorry I am that I was just a complete dumbass that day, mm-hmm. and. I just have been carrying that with me for so long. And I don't think I'll ever let it go because I beat myself up on everything that's, you know, when mm-hmm. you have, when you have a regret or anything like that or things, you know, we all have said, you know, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. there's something I did that was really stupid back then. I wish I hadn't done it, whether, you know, yeah. whether it be getting, you know, anything, but mm-hmm. that is the one thing that, is by far my biggest regret mm-hmm. as a human because I am not a mean person. I'm, I'm a lover and, and I'm not giving an excuse. The fact that, you know, my dad died and I was really angry about that. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, <sighs> yeah, time heals supposedly, you know, that's, I think that's more of a cliche than it's actual mm-hmm. truth. Um, you never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's, you know, it's, again, not using that as an excuse, but I was dealing with. Sure. You know, I, so, I, I was really worried about, well, people around me were worried about my drinking. So here, here's what I want to say to that. I think it's important to remember that, first of all, you're not alone in having one of those moments or two or three. We are imperfect humans. We all make mistakes. Every single one of us, and you're shaking your head at no, no, me. I, no, I, I, no, I, I, totally agree I with truly you. think because you're not going to get the, I mean, unless by some miracle 
this little boy that's now a man or this father, you know, happens to hear Here's this episode, right. your chances are you're not going to get that closure from that person you need. So you have to give it to yourself. You have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself love and understanding. You know why you were in that place. You know it was not the best version of you, but you know who you are. You know who you are deep inside. You know you're not that person. And give yourself some grace, close the door on it, and forgive yourself. Because that person you're waiting to forgive you isn't going to. because Simply because you don't know right, who they right. are. No, right. You know? And... <laughs> I mean, as silly as it sounds, it could very much have been a lesson for them, you know. Hey, son, this is who you don't ever want to be like <laughs> exactly. right here. Don't be this guy. You know, but everyone we encounter experiences us in different ways, right? So you you might, somebody might think you're the most wonderful person in the world and somebody might think you're the worst. And you just know, as, as long as you know who you are, and you can give shine a little grace and forgiveness and be gentle with yourself. That is what's most important. Hey, that's you know, well put. I agree. Um, it's just, you know, know how that is. I know it's, that's hard for it's you. It's very difficult for me. I don't forgive well, myself. You also hold yourself I, to a certain standard. I just, yeah. But, so, but we have to start forgiving ourselves. I know. Well, I know. I know. I have a lot of things that, you know, see like my breath catches when I think of, certain things that I've done or said or at the ways that I've acted. And it's like, Oh, I think gosh. that's part of the reason why you and I are both guilty of this. And I'm sure other people are too, that we'll say something in conversation and we're like, Oh my God, did I say, yeah. how'd that come out? Did they take that wrong? Did I say this wrong? Was I stupid? Was that dumb? Right. Um, and then you, before you know it, you've created this entire scene <laughs> in your head Yeah, and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we definitely are not alone in that as well. I oh, think yeah. a lot of people, you know, second guess what they, what they said. And, um, you know, one of our MOs is that we're like, we tell everybody up front that we're, we're awkward, which I think we need to stop. That. We do need to stop that. <laughs> we do need to stop yeah. that. That's no different than like making like a fat joke about yourself or me saying like, Oh, I'm not very graceful. Like, I hope I don't like run into a door or a wall in front of these people. So I'm going to go ahead right now and tell them that I, I'm a klutz. <laughs> There's a chance I'm going to you know? hit that. Yeah. And something interesting happened. Um, while we were gone, our, our lovely hosts and hostess, they were just so wonderful to us. And one of the first things that, that I said is, um, we were having a conversation, uh, our hostess and I were, and I said, Oh, I'm sure, you know, by now that I am like high level of anxiety. And she was like, really? I would have never ever guess that you seem like you're so like you've got everything together and I was like oh my god I had to like bless the plane hold a rosary <laughs> to even like get myself taxied off the runway you know and so our perception of ourselves and then how other people view us are very different you know what I do you know how you say you bless the plane as we walk in it mm -hmm. and I've always done this even before you I've ever flown or, you know, I always touch 
the outside of the airplane to feel the metal because in my head I'm thinking this is what the metal feels like and it's going to be 30 plus thousand feet in the air here pretty soon it's kind of like that like you need to feel it yeah well it's like touching something that is going to be completely out of your reach and something that you normally wouldn't be able to touch right right so it's got that whole like I know you guys are going wow he's really whacked but deep um so I I uh I did something new on this this travel um adventure of ours this time and I I know we think we people you know fly everywhere I have a cousin who flies to work every day well he's retired now but he did he flew from St. Louis Chicago Chicago to St. Louis like back and forth that it was like his commute and so you know Dang. I know this is like not a big deal right for for world people who travel all, all the time but we are deep thinkers and we think everything through but um i did something different and i loved it and i can't cannot remember who who i heard this from and i wish i could because i'd give them the credit but um they said to look for the hearts and so i spent all of our day one of travel looking for the hearts and we flew southwest and who knew? I mean, I didn't know. Maybe y'all did, but Southwest's emblem is a heart. And so when we were getting on the plane and I bless the side of the, when I say I bless the side of the plane, I just do the sign of the cross on, on the plane. On the outside of the metal, yeah. On the outside of the metal as we're getting, you know, as we're boarding. Um, and there was a, you know, big heart right there. And then because Valentine's Day was just recently, there were hearts all over the airport in Chicago. It was really, really cool. And I wanted to share that with our listeners because it, it is really kind of a neat thing. Like if you're having a day or you're really stressed or, or you're just kind of down, if you start just like looking for hearts, looking for hearts, like wherever you go, it's amazing how many you see. And it kind of is neat. Well, and it helped also that we we're close to Valentine's because they still had the decorations of right. the terminals and things like that. So oh, that was yeah. like, like there's hearts everywhere. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling it would, you know, even if it was like you know, right, middle right. of June, you'd still find hearts. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like an AED, the wall things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I searched for those too. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally opened the top compartment looking for our uh, luggage today because we. Um, oh, and you opened up like the oxygen mask. I did. I opened up like the emergency <laughs> kit. I was like, well, glad that's there. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to be in there. Don't push the life raft. <laughs> well, I was listening so like intently when they were, you know, talking about the life raft and stuff. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what's that? wait a minute, Derry. Where did they say it was? I'm like, what? <laughs> under I, the I, seat. Yeah, under know? the seat. But you know what? It, I hope I never have to, you know, find this out, but think about that for a second. So you got an absolute emergency happening on an airplane. People are going bananas. You're making you're gonna, a water landing. And you're going to be reaching, reaching under your seat. What if that damn thing gets stuck? Reach under you, your seat. Yeah. You have the, to, now you got to know how to pull it out. Buckle it around you. Mm-hmm. You have to, I'm like taking notes, like buckle <laughs> around you. Pull the red. What do I blow on? Or what do I, who do I pull? Or what's this? Then what you got to blow that? it up. Yeah. I can't even blow up a balloon without getting dizzy. Well, no, I think if it isn't that string. You pull the string and it kind of inflates. inflates. Or if it doesn't work, then you can blow it up. Oh, right? is that what happens? I don't know. See, we're both drowning. <laughs> but <laughs> we're both done. But never fear, there is a light. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a beacon so they can recover that the will, body. That will blink yep. if well, you. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, look, there's another floater. Stop it right now. Stop it. <laughs> I, I, Stop I, it right now. Uh, okay. All right. Let's back it up. <laughs> um, so things we regret, you know, I think we need to do another episode because I didn't, I don't, I, I, I do have a lot of things that I wish I wouldn't have done, but, um, you know, I think about a lot of things that make me, you know, uh, slap myself on the forehead and stuff. But all of those things led me to something new so or a better a, opportunity. Yeah, but um, a, use it as a learning, you know, I mean, what? yeah, like a learning experience. I mean, just things where for me, it's not really regret for me. I have a lot of things that I did that I feel like, oh, like it's kind of just feel like, like cringy or I feel like I can't believe I did that. Just, well, give us one. Um, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my, okay. I can think of one thing. Um, in 2011, I had a major surgery, uh, to remove cancer from my throat. And during that surgery, it was a long invasive surgery. And during that surgery, my vocal cords became stunned (laughs) because, you know, everything was close by. And so I couldn't sing at all. Didn't know if it was coming back. I know we've talked about this before. Didn't know if we were, I was going to have a voice back and took a year. Suddenly I was left with a whole lot of emotion. So first of all, I had, um, the realization that I had cancer, but then I was cancer free. Boom, boom. Had some guilt over like almost survivor's guilt over that. Um, I felt different. I, I will, I will never ever it's almost like before surgery after surgery like you know bs <laughs> as um something changed in me when i had that that surgery i don't i don't know what it was but it changed i felt completely different like i left the person i was on that surgery on the operating table and woke up somebody else and for a long time it was depressing and it caused a lot of anxiety however as the years have gone by i wouldn't want that old girl back. I'm glad I am who I am. But, uh, after a few months of not getting my voice back and being frustrated and just so angry about that and conflicted with, you know, joy and, and complete praise that I was healthy, but then angry without the voice, um, and unable to work or express myself. Um, I started to find myself in some kind of like depression, I guess you could call it. And we had a situation where I never knew what to do. So the band was playing without me and sometimes it felt really good to go because I always wanted to make sure I was like part of things still. And by the end of the night, I was always like a puddle of tears. And so then maybe we tried staying home. And that was awful. I was calling you your phone like over and over and over and over again. I just needed to feel like I was part of something again. And I was suddenly an outsider. And so. Bought you a dog over it. We did get Bella. <laughs> we did. I was like, wow. And she's needier than me. Oh, boy. That So that's another. We're talking about like saying like, oh, I'm clumsy or I'm this or she's I'm that. She's not our regret, though. No, I was just going to say, girl. I need to quit saying I'm so needy. Because I'm not. I'm pretty independent. You are. Um, I can hold my own. So yep. anyway, yep. Um, there was a w- one night and I don't know what went through me other than maybe four small bottles of 
White Zinfandel. Funny how alcohol, it always comes back to alcohol. Yeah. You are a bad, bad, bad influence alcohol. Shame on you. Shame. Because we know it's your fault, not ours. I blame it on that. Yep. Uh, I had gone to the bathroom. I had a couple small, when I say small bottles of wine, I'm talking minis, guys. I'm not talking. Yeah. And, um, well, maybe a little bigger than airport. Yeah. Like the little four packs of like Sutter Home. And, I was, I was starting to tumble downhill emotionally and you were talking to a group of people that you went to school with. And there was a very beautiful woman who was a little too close to you for my liking (laughs) apparently that day. And it, it angered me because everything made me angry. And so I took my arm and I cleared an entire table of empty beer bottles and they crashed everywhere and broke glass everywhere. And it was quite the scene. And I just, I'm a, I'm a clearer when I'm angry. Yeah, I know that. Clear tables. I knock on something. I, I've got that in check. We both have things that we've got in check and I regret that. Um, I don't know that anybody really saw what happened. They just knew that the whole table crashed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because tables just do that. I'm embarrassed about that because it wasn't really immature. It it wasn't the way that I wanted to be perceived. Like, the way people perceive me and the way that people view me is extremely important. And I know you're not supposed to care. I know you're not supposed to. People are like, who cares what other people think? I do. I care. Right. And in the big picture, I think everybody, I mean, at least should care about how they come across. I mean, that's kind of the whole purpose of showing the person that you are. Because like, if you're that kind of person who you don't, you truly don't care what other people think of you. Then you're acting like an ass. I kind of think maybe sort of, unless we're missing something. And if we are, you know, definitely like tune in and tell us, but. Okay. I guess there's two sides to that because yeah, you can don't live your life worrying about what people think of you right and, and you know there's there's a fine line because you can you can live your life and 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 try to be the best person that you can and to some people that's just not gonna be good enough sure or app or just not caring or, which right. is a little bit different right right so i mean yeah that can be taken many ways we have two options right now mr carter we can continue this conversation um and make this episode a little longer or we can continue and make this a two-parter. What do you think we should do? do, 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 do well, this, do, uh, this do. episode will be just a little bit longer, I think. Okay, we'll, we'll, perfect. We'll wrap it up instead of taking it in two, two sessions. All right, you know? yeah. All right, that sounds great, because I have more to say. Um, I know why my how people view me is so important. I don't know that I want to share that story yet and right now, but there was one particular situation that happened where I definitely feel like I was looked at as someone I'm not. And I feel like I'm going to spend the rest of my life proving, trying to prove to the world that I do care. And I, then, and then what people view me as is important to me. Um, educated, you know, classy, uh, smart, you know, 
loving, caring. Lo- yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, um, can you like just enlighten a little bit? Are, are we, what was the situation? You know the situation. Um, right. Fishing guy. I mean, I was hoping we weren't going to just go there, but okay. No, but is that it? Yeah. I mean, it was just a turning point in my life. Okay. So I had a friend, we've talked about this a little bit before. I had a friend who, whose opinion of me was uh, very important. You were very close at at one time when you were in high school. And well, and and beyond that, but yes, I mean, into our twenties. Um, but this particular person's view of me was very important. I always wanted to be looked at as well because you cared about them. Yeah. Well, I cared about. I cared about the way I. I think there was a standard that I wanted to meet because I think he thought that I was really. Um, he was pretty impressed with who I was. And so I always felt like I wanted to reach for that standard Mm -hmm. and some things in my life had happened. Um, I got married and things we, I write about this in the book. Um, some things were tumbling down in my life, but I wasn't open about that to anybody yet. At that point, um, things were really truly falling apart. And, um, and so he saw me, at one of the worst times in my life, but I hadn't really openly communicated that I was in that position, if that makes sense. And so I think in my mind, the way that he saw me and how I was living and different things, um, I was really ashamed of that. I was really ashamed of who I was and embarrassed at, and, things like that of who I'd become. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything like awful. Right. But just, I was just living at this like super low energy of like, not at all who I was or am. And so my life at the time was not reflective of what I would consider a very like proud life. And unfortunately, as life would have it. That was the last time that I ever got to really like have our our relationship ended shortly after. And so I have truly spent my, the rest of my years trying to like keep myself at this high standard so that that never would happen again. Um, or even like trying to prove myself just in general, not to, not to, no, no, person. no, just in general, but also with like hoping like, God, I hope he hops on the Instagram and sees that I'm doing okay. Like, but, and that's just it. Like you just, you know, like how you said, you know, the chances of me getting mm-hmm. to that little boy mm-hmm. and his dad are very slim. Mm-hmm. You, you would have a better chance reaching him. And, oh, you know, right. and, and at this point, if, you know, he even cares, he would have, already done that because it's not like right. our, our but, lives are completely you know silent. oh yeah but you understand right because oh, yeah just like <clears throat> as ridiculous as it seems to me that you are still worried about something that happened in 1995 to you this probably seems just equally as ridiculous but 
but that's why we call them regrets. You know, yeah, they, they, I, you know, it's. I just so I do I do understand the difficulty in giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself. Um, it's not even like that I did anything wrong in that situation. It's just the image that you were portraying at the yes, time was not you. No, and. I feel like that image is what's stuck in his head now yeah. forever. And I just want to like almost like show up at like a baseball game with a sign. So like the camera can be like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> what you saw, was that what you what was not, what was really going on? Yeah. You know, I'm That's, making it sound so much worse than it was, but I, again, it's very important to me a standard. So, yeah. Well, again, that's, that's why we call them regret. Doesn't it make your stomach hurt a little bit? You know, it feels good talking about it. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like you said, it, there's going to have to come a point, and, and I, I think this speaks for everybody that you just gotta, you just gotta move on. And you just have to close your eyes and go, oh, yeah, yeah that, that was, happened. Yeah, God, that, that happened. Dumb move it was and, just yeah. not my best, not the best version of me. But moving forward, always trying to remember to give the the absolute best version of yourself that that you can so that you yeah. don't have any more regrets and we're again we're human we're going to have situations we're going to have things that happened i have road rage <laughs> you know i say you know but yeah, i think everybody does that trying so. to be kind yep. and meaning be kind to yourself in the process well, that's what we say after every show when we play is like take care of each other love mm-hmm. each other be safe you yes. know so with that being said listeners Mm-hmm. If you have something you would like to share as mm-hmm. far as regret without, Ooh. you know, yeah, we'd love to hear it, you know, because I, I, I know we're not all alone in this, this whole, uh, what does, uh, Frazier say? I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> we're listening. Yep. Yeah. We're not alone. So, um, again, no stage lights is all about shutting off that persona that we are on stage and really getting down to who we are when those lights are off mm-hmm. and, and truly what goes on behind all of the smoke and mirrors of what you might see us as. So uh, as always, thank you for tuning in and especially to this very raw extended version. And yeah, it was a little longer today. Yes. Um, I am your host, Janelle Carter. I'm Terry Carter. Take care, everybody. Bye guys.